0: i am so excited you guys about today's episode of your haunted holiday this is actually going to be a surprise one for lindsay she doesn't really know what we're going to be covering Uh, which is going to make it kind of fun, I think, because this is a really good story. And I do want to give a shout out to my friend John from work who recommended this place. And I have heard of it, but I had completely forgot about it. And Lindsay, do you remember on Ghost Hunters, and this has been years uh, since I watched Ghost Hunters, but they had this great thermal image when they were in the basement of this hotel, and Grant actually caught what appeared to be a full-bodied apparition on the thermal imaging camera. Do you remember that, Lindsay? I remember something that is probably what you're referring to. Was it kind of like his his upper body was kind of peeking out past a, like a hallway, doorway or something? Kind of, kind of. And I, there's actually a clip of it on YouTube and I will share that. Clip for everybody to go see if you want to have a blast from the past and see this Ghost Hunters clip. But I remember I, doing my research, I was looking at it and I thought, oh my gosh, I totally remember that. And just being completely astounded by it. That is the place that we are covering today, Lindsay. Oh, that's I exciting. Know. I love some Ghost Hunters episodes too. It's been I a know. long time. I wish that was still on the air. I think they are bringing back some episodes. I've been looking and I've seen a couple here or there, but. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited about this one. So special thanks to my friend, John, you know who you are, um, that recommended it. And this this is going to be creepy. It's going to be a good episode. And this place also claims to be America's number one haunted hotel. And you got to have some stuff going Mm -hmm. on for that to be happening. And a lot of people really do believe it is America's number one haunted hotel. This is your haunted holiday at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Hey, everybody, this is Lindsay from Your Haunted Holiday. I just want to start the show out. Um, it sounds like we're talking about a pretty cool hotel in uh, Arkansas today, but I really appreciate everybody, all of our friends and family that have logged in and Anybody that's not our friends and family that have listened to the show, we're already over 130 listens, which for us is pretty exciting. This is episode four and we're recording this now. It's right before our release of three. So we're hoping you guys stick in there and keep listening to the show. We have a lot more fun stuff for you. We have a lot of, um, so we're doing an episode today on a, the number one most haunted hotel is the claim anyway. And then we've got more episodes coming up this season where we've been to the locations and have had some pretty creepy interesting experiences. So just a real shout out. Thank you everyone that's supporting us and enjoying the show. Uh, Please reach out to us if you have a good experience that we could list on the show. Um, Yourhauntedholiday.com or even just yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with your story, your information, and we'll reach out to you if you're interested in doing an interview. Um, We'd love to hear some of your stories and and get some uh, more information and ideas from everyone that's listening. Yeah, I got to say, Lindsay, I really thought we were going to have like five listeners. I, I, I mean, agree. For a lot of podcasts, the amount of listenership that we have is nothing, but I am so excited about it. Right. We're no, um, what's the, I've been listening a lot to, um, and that's why we drink, which is kind of similar to what uh, we're doing, but they do like the beginning, they do a paranormal story and then they do a true crime story, which I love. And our last off episode Velisca axe murder is kind of a mixture of the two which is kind of interesting and um they've got just a crazy amount of listeners and we're way off of that but i'm pretty excited about the the number that we have we're gonna get there we even have some uh listeners in the philippines i think i know who you are wow. so thank you for listening to it my friends in the philippines that was really exciting to see too um but everybody who's given us feedback on the show so far i absolutely love it so thank you i cannot thank you guys enough Should we get into it, Lindsay? You ready to hear about this hotel? I'm excited. So obviously I saw a ghost episode, ghost hunters episode about this a long time ago. Um, But I do not really remember any of the details about this place. So this will be pretty much all new to me. Yeah, I did not remember any of the details about this place either. And I had heard about it. But again, you know, you see so many things about haunted locations and you kind of forget. But this place has a really, really good story, which is why I did want to cover it. Um, So we're gonna start in, you know, the 1930-ish, 1920 times, with this real piece of work named Norman Baker. And this is actually I swear I thought you were gonna say Norman Bates. (laughs) I know. (laughs) When you went into it. (laughs) I was going to say, no, this is a movie <laughs> um, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> that's so funny. We are such twins because I thought that same exact thing, Lindsay. Norman Baker is a creepy, creepy name. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about Norman Baker before he even arrives at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And like I said, this guy is an interesting character and a real piece of work, which is a nice way to describe him, to be honest. He was an interesting guy, kind of a jack of all trades. At first, he was a vaudeville magician and kind of like did a traveling act. And then from there, he actually became an inventor and made quite a bit of money on his inventions, which allowed him to create his own radio station and, and radio show, and he actually broadcast this show to million, well, I don't know millions, a ton of people, and uh, was making a lot of money. He was making a very good living doing this. And for some weird reason, he became into trying to cure cancer. And essentially what he came up with was a magic elixir, Lindsay. And in this magic elixir that was supposed to cure cancer, The first ingredient is watermelon seed, and it kind of makes me laugh because I always think of you when I think (laughs) of watermelon, because any time that maybe we had a little too much to drink the night before or it's just really hot outside, you're not feeling good. Watching Lindsay take a bite out of a watermelon is the most (laughs) hilarious thing because she's always says it's healing. Well, it's delicious, and it's refreshing. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a, it's a very healing, healing fruit, according to Lindsay. Well, I mean, me and Norman are clearly on the same page. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. That's what I thought of right away. So this magic elixir, Lindsay, it's like right up your alley. So it's got some watermelon seeds in there. It also has brown corn silk alcohol and carbolic acid. But, Lindsay, you'll be surprised to hear this. This magic elixir is really just a crock of nothing. He is a scam artist. He's all about the money. He's trying to make as much money as possible. And this guy thinks taking advantage of sick people and telling them that he's gonna cure them is the way to go about doing that. So- wow. Yeah. We're not on the same page. Yeah, you're not, unfortunately. I mean, the watermelon, kind of. But other than that, no. So basically, he's just a horrible person. Like, there's a special place in hell for somebody who tries to take advantage of sick people, right? Right. So that's really what he's doing, and he's actually using his radio program to tell people about this magic elixir that he's created, and he's essentially taking this magic elixir and he is giving people needle treatments and uh, basically shooting this elixir directly into people's tumors up to seven times a day. Ugh. Yeah. And in his radio program, he would actually use it as a way to not only promote his magic elixir to cure cancer and say his alternative medicine is the only way to do this, but he also used it to really demonize the medical community in general. So he would tell people, you know, these doctors are just cutters. They're not actually going to help you. You know, I'm the only one that's able to do that. And so as a result, needless to say, Lindsay, his patients started dying. And this is, by the way, in Iowa, um, where this is all occurring. This is where he lived at the time, was in Iowa. And his patients started dying because guess what? The magic elixir ain't working. So the American Medical Association actually started going after him for saying that he's practicing medicine without a license. And... Um, he continued to do a whole smear campaign uh, with his radio program against them. But they were eventually, the American Medical Association, able to get the federal authorities involved. And they actually put a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, he went to court and he ended up serving just one day in jail, Lindsay, in Iowa for practicing medicine without a license. Wow. That's it. Yep. Yep just one day from there he actually went to i believe it was mexico he kind of fled like iowa was done with him right and he knew the federal authorities were there were kind of on the lookout for anything else that this uh norman baker was gonna do Your Haunted Holiday now has Patreon. That's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early-released episodes and member-exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash yourhauntedholiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. So, you know, he spent some time away and then he decided... I want to start my medical practice back up. And he decided he was going to go somewhere else, but this time he was going to go. Wowzers. Lindsay, that storm is wild where you're at. I can hear it. I don't even think I'm in the, uh, the worst of it yet. So be prepared for some noises in the background. All right. So he goes to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, And there, a little bit of history about Eureka Springs and why he might choose to go there. Um, Basically, you know, back in the 1800s, for the most part, Eureka Springs was not a well-known community. They really had little to no population there. Um, But in 1879, they discovered an ancient Indian healing spring. Not sure what that means. This sounds right up Norman's alley. It does, <laughs> right? Oh, um, gosh. And so people started flocking there, saying that these springs in Eureka Springs have these healing qualities. In fact, the town went from pretty much no population at all to 1880 suddenly having a population booming of 15,000 people, which is a significant increase over the course of the year. So people like these Healing Springs. And the Crescent Hotel is actually at the tallest point of this town. And it was built in 1886. And it was a luxury hotel in the the community before norman arrived it actually you know it started to get run down a little bit in the early 1900s so it actually became in the years 1908 to 1934 became a women's college and one of the famous stories from that time frame is there was a woman and we still don't know the identity of this woman today but she was either pushed or jumped to her death from a third floor balcony from this place when it was a woman's college and on upon further inspection she was actually pregnant at the time of her fall so there's a lot of speculation you know because it was kind of frowned upon that somebody not married at the time would be pregnant did she commit suicide or did somebody actually push her off of the balcony but this actually goes to our ghost story that we'll talk to you in a little bit before norman even arrived they say that the woman who fell from this balcony is now called what they refer to as the girl in the mist and apparently her fall was around 10:30 p.m at night and on many nights at 10:30 p.m even today they say that they can see kind of a ball of mist coming down the staircase And they say that that is this woman who fell when it was a women's college. So let's get back to Norman Baker. So Norman Baker has arrived and he gets there in 1937 and he decides he's going to turn it this time into a hospital. And again, he's using that magic elixir in order to claim to cure people. And he had this place Build up. People were flocking there thinking that they were going to have this cancer cure, essentially. Now, one thing that I thought was interesting was he actually started decorating it very strangely. He actually decorated it to look a lot like a circus with like crazy colors and stuff like that. I know. And he claimed, "Well, people that are sick want to be happy. We might as well make them happy with the decorations." And I hear that, and that would not make me happy at all. I mean, <laughs> well, I think this is this is before Pennywise. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, and I will say this right now, it is not still to this day decorated like the circus, so we'll talk about like the costs and stuff a little bit later. But you don't have to worry about that because if it was, we could just stop the podcast and the travel review right now and say, don't go. It's decorated like a circus. (laughs) Well, I can see how people might be terrified. I mean, (laughs) it's been Sorry to those listeners that have circus decor in their homes. Sorry. (laughs) Not my thing, clearly, Right. Alright, so anyways, he decorated it with bright colors. It's not that way today, thank God. But again, his patients started dying because his, you know, cure wasn't really a cure. Um, They actually have a morgue in the basement of the hotel as well and there's kind of like a walk-in cooler I would almost describe it like what they have at restaurants where they keep large amounts of food that need to be chilled and that's actually where they would stack bodies up in the morgue the other thing that they would do is once a patient died they would actually cut out the tumors of their body and then put these tumors in jars full of alcohol or formaldehyde and keep them in the basement on display. Ugh. Why? I don't know. I don't know why anybody would ever want to see that. Um, So anyways, people continue to die. And at this point, the feds were kind of onto him. They already knew about what he had done in Iowa and they were really looking for a reason to get this guy. He was making at the time, and think about it, this is in 1937, Lindsay. He was making $500,000 a year off of the patients. I, I don't even know what that would translate to today, but a lot. And he's essentially defrauding people is what he's doing. And so the feds, they weren't able to take him down again for practicing medicine without a license because he wasn't actually saying that he was a doctor. But what he did do is he sent out mail, mail um, advertisements to people saying that he has this cure and they actually ended up charging him with mail fraud. And he did get uh, found guilty and he served four years in jail. So, okay so more than more than was a it before day. a week a day a day last time absolutely and so that was good and here's the other thing Lindsay karma this guy ended up dying eventually in the 1950s of liver cancer oh yeah total karma exactly and and if it wasn't for this guy you know if you're somebody who has a family member or you're sick I'm sure there's tons of people out there that can relate to this but you're hopeful of everything anything that could potentially help, you know, your loved one, and he's basically tricking these people into not going to get regular medical treatment, and these are people that may have lived had, you know, they gone out and actually sought medical treatment from a real doctor, and to this day, they have no idea how many people actually died in his care. They think it was hundreds, but nobody actually Kept track. Apparently, the treatments, just the needle treatments in the tumors, was extremely painful and people died really horrible deaths in this hospital. So, a Gosh. lot of potential activity. Remember what I said to you about the tumors being in the jars? Mm hmm. All right, there's some recent news. I'm going to play a clip for you really quick.
1: Starts this evening at 6 if tales of ghosts and hauntings at the famous Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs aren't disturbing enough. Well, a landscaper at the hotel recently discovered something pretty creepy buried on the grounds there. It appears they have dug up bottles filled with human body parts. Our Crystal Blair is live in Branson now with how this new find seems to validate the stories we've all been hearing for many years about what used to happen there in the hotel decades ago. Crystal? Well, David, among the tales of the Crescent Hotel is one about a former owner decades ago by the name of Norman Baker, who they say used this property to treat cancer patients. Well, since the discovery of that first bottle, it's turned into a full-blown archeological excavation. It all started when hotel groundskeepers found the first bottle about three months ago. I really didn't have any idea what was going on until I picked up the first bottle that had a clear fluid in it with something in it. They've discovered 500 bottles altogether that point to the stories of Norman Baker using the hotel back in the late 1930s to treat cancer patients. Hotel Ghost Tours manager Keith Scales says he recognized the bottles from a display. We have this displayed on, in the hotel where we do the tours, so I see this every day. Some of the bottles are medicines, and some of the bottles are uh, um, medical specimens uh, what he claimed were tumors that he had taken out of his patients put in alcohol or formaldehyde and kept in bottles as evidence that his cure was working and although this was considered a dump site archaeologists say they can tell a lot of thought went into the disposal of these bottles
0: and that video lindsay came from a local news source K-O-L-R-10 news. What did you think? Isn't that wild? Totally crazy. So, what I was thinking is if they buried 500 bottles, bodies, 500 bottles, which included, like, tumors and then some medicines and body parts, that was their trash is kind of what they were explaining. So then what else? And how many other sites might there be so yeah it speaks to potentially a high number of deaths yeah I agree because usually from what i read he would actually take the tumors out of the dead patients once they died so I agree I I feel like it was a, a high number of deaths in the hotel okay so some really scary history in this hotel that norman baker jerk is out of the picture now they've restored it it's back to a hotel and of course guess what it's haunted the main ghost in the hotel his name is actually michael and he was the first person to die at the hotel he was actually working on the roof and was a stonemason when the hotel was under construction so i don't believe it had even opened yet at this time and he actually fell down lost his footing while he was working on the roof and he fell into a specific room of the hotel which is now room 218 and he is supposed to be very very active poltergeist activity Um, shaking people awake in the middle of the night, slamming doors. One report I saw on TripAdvisor was somebody said that they thought that uh, a pillow had gotten thrown at them in the middle of the night. Um, So this is, I think, the room that you probably want to stay at if you are going here and you really want to experience something. And in fact, I'll talk about this a, a bit more, but the hotel is all about talking about the ghost experiences okay and it's very clear from their website you can actually book you know it's like a normal hotel where they're like do you want this balcony room do you want a king do you want a queen and then it's like or do you want michael's room that's specifically on the website you don't have to call mm. to book michael's room you can actually just book it and say i want to have a haunted experience in michael's room i love that because Every time I'm researching haunted places, it's really difficult to find, or you can just book it online. Yeah, exactly. I agree. The next room in the hotel that they talk about booking is room 419. And this room is supposed to be haunted by a woman named Theodora. And Theodora, they think was a patient who actually died in the hotel and they believe that based on EVPs and things that they've heard, stuff like that. So that might be an interesting room as well. The other place that I've seen on several shows um, highlighted and seen on different history sites is a room called the Pain Asylum. Now, when I tried to look this up, I could not attribute a room number to it, but it does sound like if you can't get into Michael's room, this might be a good one for you to try to book. And I would suggest actually calling the hotel to see if you can stay in this room. And the Pain Asylum, from what I gathered, was a place where when Norman Baker's patients kind of started going downhill, basically, And they were in a tremendous amount of pain towards their end of their lives. He would kind of put them into this back area of the hotel where other people couldn't really hear them screaming out in pain, you know, asking for help. And then that's kind of where they would end their days in this pain asylum room. And apparently, I mean, according to Ghost Adventures anyway, because I watched an episode when I was researching this... They say that you can stay in that room. It does have a bed in there. It is an actual hotel room. Ugh! I, so <laughs> I don't know if I can. I can imagine going online and saying, "Oh, Michael's room." Okay, you know that sounds kind of scary. But like, oh, let me log down, scroll down. Um, pain Asylum. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> it does. It does sound awful. Um, but Pain Asylum. That's a potential. The other person that they think haunts the hotel is Norman Baker himself. He did not die in the hotel, um, but there have been some EVPs and actual people have seen full-bodied apparitions of Norman Baker, and they think he is there, moving objects. Some people say that he's kind of wandering the hallways, looking confused at times. Another one. So a lot of people, Lindsay. I've already named. Three different names, not including the girl in the mist. That would be four. Another one is a child that they say is haunting the second floor hallways. And his name is Brecky. And apparently he died on the property of appendicitis. His appendis, appendix actually burst. And I would imagine back in those days, there you know was less easy treatment for such things. What is so terrible, too, is that... Clearly, he was taken there thinking it was a hospital, but it was not a hospital in any way. No, Uh, it was not. You're right. And another person that's been seen is a, a nurse in the hallway pushing a gurney, which appears to have, you know, potentially a body on the gurney. There's also been tales of an old switchboard, which I think would kind of manage the phone lines from the different rooms. Like, for example, you know, you could call the front desk or, you know, from whatever room. And they actually ended up removing it because staff were getting really creeped out because they were getting calls on this switchboard from rooms that were locked that may have been, like, under remodeling, that kind of thing. Nobody had access to it. One employee says he went to this room went in after he had gotten a call on the switchboard from it. It was locked. There was nobody in there. This employee says they felt a presence of something when they entered the room, immediately left, went back to the front desk, and then immediately received another call from the same room. Ugh. Yeah. Scary. Very scary. The Crystal Dining Room is also supposed to be very haunted as well. You're going to see... This is where I feel like there's a lot of full-bodied apparitions. There's going to be people wearing Victoria, Victorian clothing that you can see a lot of times in the mirrors. And I would really encourage everybody on the website for the uh, Crescent Hotel. They actually have a whole page that has ghost photos. And there are some really creepy photos where you can see people wearing Victorian clothing that look like ghosts pretty pretty wild so let's talk about the hotel and pricing and if we think we would recommend it this is not a place that we've stayed at but i will say i did a lot of research online for you you know one thing i would say when looking at the reviews on tripadvisor they do have four four stars which i think is a good rating The people that are rating it lower and by the way the vast majority of people are commenting about what a great experience it was how much they loved it the food people love the food at the restaurants hotel or at the restaurants in the hotel that was commented on numerous times the one thing that i saw negative on some people's comments was the actual upkeep of the property itself so they say like the grounds are beautiful and all of that but when you get into the actual rooms like for example the bathrooms aren't really renovated there's kind of like weird layouts and it's really old apparently the floors as well and you when you get upstairs into some of those hallways are kind of like slanted and leaning a lot of guests Hmm. actually liked that they because they were there for the ghost experience and they thought it was really cool some of them were picky guests on there they weren't that big of a fan of it so what i would say Do 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 you think that um people are booking this like as a real hotel for their vacation or do you think people are primarily booking it for the haunting? I think it's a combination of both. I think most people are booking it for the haunting. I think there's quite, I mean, their website is beautiful. And it's like, it's called like Crescent Hotel Spa, you know, essentially. So like they really highlight like spa treatments. Like it looks very high end on the website. And so I could see if you're not there for the ghost, some people might've been a little bit disappointed thinking that it was going to be a little further restored than it was was the main thing but I will say overall the reviews are great that did not bother the vast majority of people that went there based on pictures and everything you know if you're expecting it to be super fancy in your room and like have this beautiful clawfoot bathtub and everything perfect you're probably not going to get that right now The cleanliness, I didn't really see any comments on it not being clean, for example, right? Like that to me is really important. Even if it's not like this gorgeous hotel, is it clean enough that I'm going to be feel comfortable sleeping in that bed? Then I'm probably okay with it, especially if it's a haunted hotel. People on the reviews also raved about the ghost tours. There's several different ghost tour options out there. Um, And they, one person that I saw actually said they got to stand in that, walk in cooler where they would like pile the bodies up and they kind of like took turns during the tour standing in there all by themselves which they thought was really cool. Um apparently (laughs) they also highlight that section of the home or of the hotel where Grant from Ghost Hunters caught that thermal image and they kind of show you where that was and you do some EMF, you know, magnetic field reading, stuff like that. So it's supposed to be pretty good. Now the standard tour is about an hour and 15 minutes and it is $22.50 to attend that. Um, There are some other tours, there's also like a VIP tour that's just a little bit more expensive that I think is a little bit longer, probably goes into some more detail. And they actually just had a conference recently, Lindsay, in January, where you could spend $150 and it was like a two-day conference where like the whole time basically you're doing paranormal investigations and stuff like that and streets mm. which would be really cool. And then so, but that's not including your hotel stay. So you pay $150 for the conference and then you would have to pay for your hotel but the actual room they do have a discounted price and it looks like based on the site that that's something they tend to do at least once a year so we missed out on 2020s because they just had it keep your eye out for future events like that on their website that sounded pretty neat we need to do that i think it would be really cool so i'm totally up for it i i don't care about you know things being a little bit outdated i think in our you know audience and just us in general when you're trying to find a haunted location it's gonna be old so you've got to expect you know that not everything's gonna be renovated in fact it kind of adds some character to the place as long as it's clean you know i'm with you like if i feel comfortable the sheets are clean the the bathroom's been clean before i come in that makes me happy i'm comfortable enough to sleep there but I, i think we've got to go yeah and honestly the pictures of this place look very scenic and beautiful like it really looks neat it is a little bit pricey though, Lindsay. So, you know, depending on what your budget is for me, I think it would be a little bit of a splurge. For example, the, the price range doesn't sound that bad if you're looking at it this way. So um, standard rooms start at $112 a night and then they go all the way up. There's a ton of different suites and things like that. It's a big place um, that go up to $625 a night. Now, oh. yeah, so it can get really expensive if you're staying in one of the nice rooms. But again, it's as low as 112 And then Michael's room in particular, I looked up the price to book on that, and it was $319 a night.
1: So Michael's
0: room was a little pricey. But I feel like they have people willing to pay that price to get into yeah, that room. It, it's a little high for, for me too, but... It sounds like a really cool experience. I might be willing to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would I think it would be a cool little splurge vacation. And you never know, you might be able to find deals, you know, online and it could depend on the time of year that you're booking that room. Like I bet around Halloween, it probably goes up in cost, for example, that kind of thing. You might want to keep that in mind when you're when you're booking at the Crescent Hotel. Yeah, maybe maybe do some research into when the off-season is for vacationers in that area, in that part of the country. Yeah, so it's a little, pri- but again, I mean, it depends on your budget. For some people, maybe it's not. For me, $319, because if I go to the Crescent Hotel, Lindsay, I'm planning on staying in Michael's room. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about the uh, asylum, the pain asylum. Yeah, I think Michael's room is the one I'd go for. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's supposed to be very mischievous and, you know, very poltergeist activity. But I didn't see anything about, like, it being negative. It's just supposed to be, you know, a ghost hanging out, kind of messing with people and enjoying doing that. So very interesting. So what do you think of the story, Lindsay? I think it's super fascinating. I think it's really interesting. It sounds – so it has me wanting to go. I think that's got to be – We've got to make a stop, and then if we do schedule this trip, we'll, of course we'll provide an updated, quick episode with all of our experiences. But I will say, if you've been there, please let us know um, what you've experienced, and we'll we'll potentially read that out. Yeah, I've already had people reaching out to me about our last episode and the Velisca Axe Murder House. And, you know, people that I didn't even know had gone there have been telling me about their experiences. I was just talking to a friend who went, and he was saying that he's gone three different times now. They used to make it almost like an annual trip, and every single time he went to the Velisca Axe Murder House, they experienced something. One time was even a ball rolling across the floor when they were just standing there. There was a ball wow, sitting in one spot, and it rolled. He's had you know, a door open. Uh, It was actually, I think, the attic door, he said, um, that opened in in the attic when they were upstairs. But they've had all kinds of stuff happen in that house. And I'm getting people reaching out now that we have this podcast that want to go to the Velisca Axe Murder House with us, Lindsay. Guess what? We're going to finally go, I think. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, we need to make it happen. I I think that um, what would be cool is if, like, your friend writes up some of the stories about what he experienced and if we kind of get a list so maybe we have you know other listeners that have been to the Marshall House and they've had experiences and they can write in and tell us you know what they experienced maybe Sorel Weed House maybe somebody's been to the Crescent Hotel any place that we cover if you've had an experience write to us maybe we'll do like a listener's story episode update on you know I don't know just yeah falling here I think that's a great idea where we could do listener stories, even if it's not about a place that we've covered already. If you just have a personal ghost story that you want to share on the show, that's something we definitely, you know, may cover in the future. So send us your notes. We, we would be excited to hear about it. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on your haunted holiday. Again, you can email us at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com. You can go to our website to see any links that we've posted to the show, yourhauntedholiday.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much.